Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, June 17th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now and tell them that Locked On sent you a little bit of a smorgasbord episode, taking it easy, taking it light. Uh, we're going to have some fun discussions today. I accidentally set Twitter on fire last night. With a trade hypothetical that I was like, hey, this would be uh, interesting and fun to discuss. And um, I had people just calling me names all night. So we'll get to that uh, in just a second. We also got to get to a trade proposal between the Detroit Red Wings and Buffalo Sabres that locked on Sabres proposed on their show yesterday because they see a couple different routes that Eichel could end up in Detroit. So me and Scott are going to kind of discuss whether it would be uh, palatable whether it be uh, a move that you could see the Red Wings making, whether you could see the fan base reacting to it in a positive light. So we'll get to all that. We're going to wrap up with a how do you feel about it Thursday, uh, I guess you can call it. And uh, let's welcome in the boys. It's just me and Scott today. So Nolan Bianchi, Scotty Bentley. Scott, what's going on, pal? How's it going? It's going, man. It's going. uh, You know, some – in full baseball season mode still. And, and Mize had an interesting start last night with the glove color thing. And uh, so I've had to defend his honor all night while you were getting called names. I was calling other people names. So there we go. Nice. That's, that's kind of how the internet works. It's a cycle, <laughs> you know, it's uh it's beautiful. Now I have to call you out because I texted you uh, approximately 36 hours ago. And I said, Matt Manning, MLB debut question. Mark. And you said, ha ha ha. No chance. Um, Matt Manning is scheduled to make his MLB debut tonight. He, um, uh, uh, thoughts Thursday, Thursday, right? But people will be here. Oh, sure, true. true. Tonight, correct. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yes, gotcha that's totally, totally <laughs> fair. Yeah, right. That's too. That's totally fair. Yes, he, uh, he, he. You know what, man? Like, like, yeah, that, that, I could I could go on a whole conversation about that, but it'll be fun. It's at least some electricity to the city. Um, and uh, yeah, with with, you know, like 15 people on the I.L., uh, you know, you kind of you kind of you kind of have to make a move at some point. So it'll be fun. You know, that scene in uh, National Treasure where they're like waiting at the gift shop and then Ben or not Ben. It, w- w- what's his like assistant's name? I feel like it's like Justin or something. I don't. Uh, anyways, uh, Nicholas Cage's buddy. Um, they're like, he is the one who figures it out. And he's like, wait a minute, you don't know this. And he figures out the next clue. And he does like a whole song and dance in line at the gift shop. And they're like in a hurry. But he's like, hey, I just want to take this moment. And he's like, come on. Anyways, that was way too long. <laughs> Let's. All right. So here's the trade proposal I put out on Monday. that got people upset. People from Buffalo, people from Detroit, people from across the world upset at me. I thought because earlier in the day, Elliot Friedman had reported that Buffalo was looking to grab another top 10 pick in this year's draft. So I was thinking to myself, how could the Detroit Red Wings appease that request 
So I proposed a trade to Detroit defenseman Rasmus Dahlin to Buffalo, the sixth overall pick, the 37th overall pick, next year's second overall pick, and Joe Valeno. People lost their minds. Then I propose, and and I put out two because so that one I I put out first, but I didn't mean to. I meant to put out this one, uh, which I don't know which one was going to get torn apart more, but it was basically the sixth overall, 37th overall, as well as the uh, fourth and next year's draft and Phillips Adina. Give me your thoughts on that and and we'll start there because uh, I said, who says no? And just about everybody said no in the most irrational way possible. And I don't think the discourse was very uh, fair to to really anybody. It definitely wasn't very, um, it it was not an open dialogue. No, we we definitely did not have an open nuance was lacking. Yes. Um, The, uh, I, I still think. I personally, I don't think the Valena one was like that ridiculous. Like the Zadina one, I just think this fan base is still just so high on him that I don't see anyone really getting on board with moving him for for really anyone. Um, but the I, personally, I, I didn't think the Valena one was like that ridiculous. So here's the entire here here's like my whole thinking behind it. Right, is like. People have taught, I I mean, like you are basically giving yourself a chance to get Cider's forever partner, a left shot D, a franchise D man in his own right to play next to the guy that you know is going to be a franchise D man for the next however long he's in a contract year. You give him a bridge deal. Or if you're scouting based on what your scouting department thinks about him, maybe you lock him up for a long term at a low rate. You get him at a really, really, really good deal, and then you're set. Or you hang on to these picks. Phillips Adina doesn't ever evolve past being a middle six winger. Your six round pick this year, or your six overall pick this year, doesn't turn out to be that much. And then you're like, oh wow, we could have had Rasmus Dahlin for for really nothing. I mean, a couple second round picks. And mm-hmm. if you go back and you look at Rasmus Dahlin's, like what people were saying about him during his draft year, here's Ray Ferraro. He defends like Lidstrom and skates like Carlson. Here's Nicholas Lidstrom. He skates like Brian Leach. Here's ISS hockey franchise D man proven. He can meet the challenges of playing above his age level. I just think that people are really undervaluing what, a player like Rasmus Dahlin and what a player with his potential brings you. I am a very, very big advocate of whoever gets the best player in the trade wins a trade. I understand why Buffalo wouldn't do this. And to a degree, I understand why Red Wings fans wouldn't do this, but I think my personal biggest reservation about this deal or either of these deals in particular is the fact that Steve Eisenman would be the one making them. And I think Steve Eisenman can do a better job than that. Like I, I think Steve Eisenman has repeatedly done more with less, but I think if the deal was made ultimately in the long run, it would prove to be an excellent deal for the Red Wings and could be a franchise altering deal, which is why I don't know why people didn't at least consider it. For sure. No. And I think, like I said, I, I was a lot 
I was a lot warmer on the on the Valeno deal. And I think that especially if you're getting rid of picks in this year's draft, that was the Valeno one, right? Um, that in a draft that's not very top heavy and that we are outside the top five. And I, I, I and here's I, the thing, here's the thing about the, the, the those th- with that deal too, they still have a first round pick. albeit it's in the twenties, but they still have nine picks in the entire draft right. this year. And you only lose one future pick and it's a second. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think, um, uh, it like I said that that one I'm really not, not like too um like I don't have too much uh, on the opposing side to say with that one I, I think that um as a fan base I think we just we've gotten all these picks and and we finally have some young players that are starting to come up and um I don't know if people want to see it through is the right way to put it, but like, um, I, no, I, in I think my that's, eyes, that's actually a great way to put it. And, and okay, I agree sure. with you that I think that that's what it is. I think that the um, potential of guys that you're already emotionally invested in, you, uh, you feel like is higher than people that you don't like the, the, sure. the comments that were being made about Rasmus Dahlin and these in the replies were like, <laughs> crazy and it was the reason oh, yeah. why i was like i'm terrified for owen power because he went from defends like lidstrom and skates like carlson to everybody saying all of these things that he can't do he can't you know be a, a good defender uh he is not as good on the rush as people say like they they just yeah look at his situation look at the look at what is happening around this young man and um and I, and I think that that's the case on Buffalo's side, too. Like, they have had so much go wrong that they want to see Rasmus Dahlin through. And I get that. And I, and I think that if there's one reason why you don't make this deal, it's because I don't know that you need to for either team. But, again, Buffalo looking for another first-round pick or another top-ten pick. Detroit has one. Uh, figured I would throw it out there. And uh, didn't go so well. Follow us on Twitter, LO underscore Red Wings. We're going to be throwing out lots more hypotheticals. Uh, I got some draft hypotheticals I've been working on, so those will be a lot of fun as well. Uh, Get you in on the action. uh, Get you in on the conversation. We're going to go to segment two. We're going to talk about the trade that Lockdown Sabres proposed uh, for Jack Eichel to Detroit, why it might be feasible for the Red Wings, why some of it might not be palatable, why uh, at the end of the day, you probably take it. So uh, first, I got to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. That is, of course, in addition to the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and all that other good stuff going on. Lots of golf tournaments every weekend. If golf's your gig, uh, you can bet on golf there. So before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the side lines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts uh when you use our promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n promo code locked on 50 percent welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts fender off gives him the business 
All right, we are back for segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Do us a favor, press that subscribe button. Make sure that each and every morning when you wake up, there's a new episode waiting for you and ready for your morning commute. Really, you're doing, uh, really, really, you're doing yourself a favor. Uh, make sure that you don't have to go find it. Make sure that you have fresh Red Wings content waiting for you five days a week. No other podcast out there is doing it. Go press that subscribe button. Give us a review. Rate us five stars. Uh, give us a smiley face. Tell us uh, you think we're handsome. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Uh, we're going <laughs> to we got to talk about this. Uh, Jack Eichel to Detroit trade offer. I am going to we are without producer Brian tonight. So we're going to run this somewhat like a live show. Uh, if it's edited poorly. I apologize. Here we go. Our next team in our Jack Eichel trade analysis, and we are at the Detroit Red Wings, who have been mentioned here and there. They were low down, very low in the uh, in the the odds list at Bet Online when those came out on Eichel. Um, now this doesn't really fit for what Eichel would want because this is he's just going from one bad team to another bad team. Um, but this is a team with. High-level young players, Lucas Raymond comes to mind as their top prospect right away, who is a forward. Um, and Moritz Sider, I think, is another one, by the way, who's typically ranked very high. Uh, Moritz or uh, Jonathan Bergen, like they have a couple of high-level prospects that are not yet at the NHL level. They also have picks, and they have a high pick. The Red Wings have two first-round picks, three second-round picks, two third-round picks, two fourth-round picks, and two fifth-round picks. They have a lot of draft capital, not that I care too much um, about thirds and, and fourths and fifths. But it also comes down to, and this is why I think the Colorado trade wasn't as appealing, as, okay, maybe they have a, a, a prospect I'm interested in, but they're picking 28th in the draft. Detroit is picking sixth, and they also have Washington's first-round pick, which is 23rd. So if you come at me with Lucas Raymond, their top forward prospect of two first round picks, including the sixth overall pick and Philip Zadina, who's already in the NHL is 21 years old. Uh, Jacob Vrana, who's already in the NHL is 25 years old. Like I would need, I would need more than just that pick, those picks and that prospect. I would need a good young player. I, or you could go back to the idea. All right, we'll, we'll stop it there because he's about to throw out a completely different topic, and I kind of want to give this one a, a little bit of attention first. Uh, the trade offer basically was Jack Eichel to Detroit in exchange for six overall, 22nd overall, Lucas Raymond, and then Philip Sedina or Jacob Verona. What do you think about that? Um, because it's a, a lot. It's a lot, but it's is it really that far off than what we were just saying we would accept for? I, I, I think Lucas Raymond is the big key here because Lucas Raymond, like, man, you hear those Mitch Marner comparisons. You, you, you hear about the, like, the maturity. You hear about, like, all the intangibles that come with this game outside of, like, what a fantastic player he is. And you just really, truly believe that he's going to be something special. And, it, and, and in this stage of like where he's at as a player and things like that, like, I just, I, I know it's Jack Eichel and I know you, and I know I'm probably doing the thing that I just criticized a little bit, which is overvaluing prospects, but I, I really want to see Lucas Raymond through. Yeah. And I think that there's also something to be said for 
with the current stage of where we are in this rebuild, we should be holding on to and taking chances on as many young people as possible and not, um, not giving up multiple assets of young players for, for one, you know, like one established, like know what you're going to get player. And I think that um, with whatever we would do, I, the, the, like you said, man, like the ceiling is too, is too fun. Like the ceiling is way too fun to just like not want to see it through, I think. And I, I think I would be talking about this a lot differently if we were closer to being competitive. I, I think that um, timing is, is huge with this. And if this team was, if I expected the Red Wings with the current roster to be like, fighting for an eight seed next year. And like, Oh, if we got one more player, we would actually be like possibly get over the hump and be competitive. This would be a totally different conversation because I think there is a time and a place to go all in. I just think we are, we are not close enough to being competitive for me to be comfortable doing that yet. So the flip side to that is that you haven't, you would haven't signed through 2026. Under Which team huge, control obviously. with a, with a no move clause starting after next season. I just think like it, it, he's still only twenty four. I think that is something that should be considered here. And, and I think like in a trade setting, right? So if we go six overall, twenty second overall, Lucas Raymond, and then uh, Philip Zadina or Jacob Verona. I think Jacob Verona is the more tolerable one here because he's a bit For older. Sure. And um, not by much, I think only, you know, three or four years, but uh, I don't want to, you know, be in a place where you ship off Phillips Adina, Lucas Raymond, the sixth and the 22nd, and you look around and your entire forward core is in their right. mid-20s, you know, like, right. and, and all you have coming is really Bergeron in the immediate future. Uh and there are you're, guys you're, we're trying to hoard assets i guess yeah. is is like we are in a stage where we but, like i said we, we got to be we got to be trying to take take and and i understand like like obviously we'd be getting the best player like comfortably um but uh, we're just again like timing is so big for me and just timing wise this like we are in a place where we should be we should be holding on to as many young controllable assets as we possibly can. Yeah. And I think that, and I also think it's important to note that Jacob Verona and Philip Zadina are two very different commodities for sure at this stage of their career. Like Zadina has the upside. He has the, Oh, if he ever figures out his goal scoring, Oh, if he ever figures out this, Oh, he did take a step forward this year. I like Philip Zadina a lot. We like Philip Zadina a lot, but he's not, a proven commodity in the NHL and Jacob Verona, I think, you know, for all of his, uh, you know, weird kind of analytical feats of like not getting the risk, like being one of the most incredible five, five scores in the league, not getting his just do like, I think there's a lot more value there with Verona. And so if Verona's in the mix, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm not, I don't know how I, I I think I'm less okay with giving Raymond up if Verona's in there along with the six and the 22nd, uh, maybe throw Bergeron in 
instead of Lucas Raymond, and that might not get the deal done. And I'm and I'm okay with that. But I just think you know Jacob Verona, Lucas Raymond, twenty second and the sixth. That's kind of tough. Uh, I lot. just uh, again though, I I still don't really know how I what I would do gun to my head. Um, but we got an honestly kind of a more it's an Pasternak Marner. Just go trade for Dylan Larkin straight up. Um, so to me, the Red Wings on the overall are more appealing than some teams we talked to, like Colorado. They're not number one or even number two, but I think the biggest holdup with them might just be just Eichel say, screw you, I'm not going there. Well, he doesn't have a choice right now. But right? if but but if but if he makes it known, if he has his agent put it out there through Friedman or one of these guys that he won't report to Detroit because I got man, that that's a look though. I mean, you're already got some reputation as being difficult to hate trade partner um these are the types of teams that i i think it's become clear that these are the ones that i want to trade with is the mm-hmm. teams that are like maybe slightly delusional in what they think they are <laughs> yeah. and that they have all these good young players like i want i need good young players back i think the Sabres need to build up their they need to take eichel and turn him into not like patrick Berg. okay so we we have joe dibiase saying that uh yeah, he's saying that uh, he thinks that the Sabres should do Larkin for Eichel straight up if presented the opportunity. We've got Jorgen Hankson uh, disagreeing with that. Thank you to those gentlemen for providing those clips for us today. Uh, interesting. I Because so we were discussing this in DMs. I, I hit him up yesterday to actually ask him what a return would need to look like for Rasmus Dahlin. He was like, funny, we actually talked about Eichel to Detroit uh, today. And then he told me that they want that he basically thought because I taught I hit up Joe and he he said he thought that they should do Larkin for Eichel straight up and I was like holy shit are you serious and uh I was like unfortunately I think you're a year too late because uh at this stage of the game being the captain being named the captain by Steve Eisman Steve Eisman knowing what the prestige is of that role because he somewhat single-handedly bestowed the prestige on that role I just don't for the modern that. era for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good point. Um, but I, I just, I don't, I don't think this will ever happen. Even though, yeah. like, it would be an unbelievable deal for the Red Wings. Yeah, and that's the weird part, right? I, um, it's, it's, it's. There's really no comparison to this in any other sport, which is part of what makes hockey fantastic. Is like. This trade on paper, the Red Wings should sprint to to the commissioner's office and say yes, like we we will we will accept this. However, I I don't think they do because of a letter on a jersey. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's why. But like it's it's true. I I mean I I think, and and I'm not even saying I disagree with it. I like I I probably like like I I don't I. And probably in the camp of like, you know, um, you just he, can't, he, you, you just can't, can't do you, it, man. Yeah, you just you can't just, do it. Like you, you put, like you can't, you literally can't do it, it. Yes. It's wild. And it's, and it's like I said, there's, there's really no, in, in any other sport, there's no, yeah, like, I've never thought about like that, that. But you're so right. And, and it's just, it's crazy. And, and it's, and it's true. Like, like I, I agree with it, which, which is sounds preposterous, but like, I, it's, yeah. it's true, man. Like I, 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 you can't do it. I like, I wouldn't do it. You, you can't because 
again, like you said, you're, you're a year late, man. Like it's, that's just, uh, and, and yeah, it's wild. It's wild <laughs> to think about, but, it, but you're absolutely right. Uh, all right. Let us go to, how do you feel about it? Thursday. First ever, how do you feel about it Thursday? I'm excited. First, we got to talk to you guys today about rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. It's summertime. You're going to be want to go out. Everybody's vaccinated. You're going to want to be going to bars, restaurants, spending your money on drinks, hanging out with your friends, things that you enjoy doing. And you deserve it after this horrible year that everybody has just had. So why would you spend 20, 30, 50, even 100% more for auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com and make sure that that's one thing that you don't have to spend money on this summer. Rockauto.com's prices are always the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. Plus, like when you go to a mechanic, you got to pay all that bull crap uh, labor fees and things like that. No, 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 no. You go on YouTube, you look it up, you're in, you're out. It's been an hour on a Saturday. You're feeling good. You got grease on your hands. You drink a beer. You take a shower. You're feeling amazing. And it's all thanks to rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Uh, you can quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose the brand specifications and the prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on. And there, how did you hear about a spot so that they know we sent you? Got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts of your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. All right, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, Scott, how do you feel about it Thursday? We're opening up. We're having a little, little bit of fun. We're talking about anything. What do you got for me? Um. By the way, actually, we we have a lot of new listeners lately, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll go back and explain this. Oh, okay. we have a we used to have a Friday staple on the show called "How Do You Feel About a Friday?" That's coming back next week. What it is is we ask random questions. Hey, how do you feel about uh, Jeff Blaschel's glasses? I hate him. Like you know, <laughs> like it's it just silly questions like that. We do the opening segment on the wings, middle segment on just hockey slash. <clears throat> The rest of the NHL in general, and then the last segment, we do really anything. But since we've talked so much hockey today, and we're going to do an abridged version of how do you feel about it Friday on a Thursday, uh, we're just skipping right to the fun part. So, anyways, um, how do do you have one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you go first. You go first. How do you feel about getting mail? Because, uh, and I will explain, I obviously, I'm like very into sports cards and I've been like doing more like buying on eBay and like getting singles and stuff like that. Uh, and there's just nothing better than frequently having things in the mail that you're excited about. Yes. So, so I have a, um, oh, I don't think it's out here somewhere in my house. There is a comic strip of of this exact conversation and it is um it's only four squares and it's the the first two it says uh it says like 2005 on it and the first square is the guy and he goes um oh i got more mail and he's like super like not excited and then he goes oh my gosh i got an email and he's super excited and then it says like 2014 or whatever the comic book was strip was made and it says getting mail and it's like, oh my gosh, I got mail. I'm so excited. And then he gets an email and he's like, oh, just another email. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. About and, and I'm in the same boat as you where that's I'm, funny. I'm a lot, um, I'm, 
deep into the uh, the trading card game as well. So that that makes it also um, a lot more fun. But there's just something you just get like that black bubble mailer. You're like, yeah, man, dude, I got one that was all gold yesterday. Like, really? Like shiny, like gold. And I was like, what is this, bro? <laughs> like I or you know, like not not that fancy of cards from some dude on eBay. Like, yeah. and I was like, what the hell? Like shiny, like reflective, like gold. It really tweaked me out, to be honest. I love it. Uh, what do you got for me? Okay. How do you feel about um, reality television? Uh, and, and more specifically, how do you feel about uh, dating shows on real- that involve reality television? Um, I've re- so, like, really the only ones that I've ever watched, uh, I watched Love is Blind during quarantine last year. Electric Factory. Electric, Pure Electric yeah, Factory. 100%. Yes. And I think that might be it, honestly. Um, but I liked it a lot. It was enthralling. Um, sure. It remained like a lot of the quotes from that show remain a part of my vernacular to this day. Um, so it had a long standing impact on on me emotionally. Uh, that was the beginning of quarantine, too, man. And, and we were it, all just like, oh, we just was, finished watching Tiger King. We're all bored out of our minds. That was like before bam. quarantine. <laughs> that that was like right before quarantine. And I remember. Oh, fair. I might have watched like, it during it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it right before quarantine. I watched it like literally. The, it's so funny. Like I always think back at like I remember like the last normal weekend, you know, and like I remember watching that on the last normal weekend, and uh, not to make it depressing and things like that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just that 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 I love that show, but it, like literally just remembering that just triggered me sure. and sent me down a rabbit hole. But anyways, uh, back to the reality shows. Big fan of what I've okay. seen, but I don't really watch them a lot. Now, if we're talking like other reality shows into that, I think I might have brought up my deal or no deal passion on mm. the show. Uh, I, I see uh, on the timeline. I um, see uh, I see some deal or no deal stuff on the TL from, so on, from I, Bad <laughs> So on Samsung TV, they have like they they have like their own little cable setup going on and there's like 150 channels and like some of them are music channels you know whatever some of them are just like these random like junk channels and they also have like 12 channels just randomly dedicated to shows and they play those shows 24 7 it's like deal or no deal um kitchen nightmares uh behind the scenes dallas cowboy cowboys cheerleader camp um just like the most ridiculous shows that you could possibly think up to make full time on the network. And uh, I just love Deal or No Deal. I think it's such a thrilling show. It's it's a, a high stakes game, unlike anything else and really any any television game show. And like when it was at the height of its popularity, I, I, I failed to I challenge anybody to come with to come at me with a more thrilling TV show, reality TV game show than deal or no deal. It's electric. I don't think they can. It's electric. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of the, uh, one of the S tier ones for sure. Um, my, uh, my question stems from my love of the bachelor slash the bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's sensational. It, you, there's sensation. There's something about how horrible it is that makes it fantastic. And I hate part of myself for loving it so much, but I truly do. And uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. All right. My next one. How do you feel about trophies 
like sports trophies from when you were a kid as an adult? What do you do with them? Do you do anything? Like, do you throw them away? How do you feel about them? Definitely don't throw them away. Yeah, you can't, uh, can't. can't do it. Um, yeah, no, they uh, they either like I move out and they stay in my childhood bedroom or they go in a box and they either go in my <laughs> dad's basement or in my new place. <laughs> That's they, I mean, they're, they're, I, I, I don't be... like display them. <laughs> I don't have them like in my dining room of, of like an apartment I'm moving into, but like, um, I mean, I'm definitely not throwing them away. They are, they are staying probably, I, I, I guess probably, probably at, at, at a parent's house would probably be where they're staying. So funny story. I have one trophy on display. It is my 2017 hour media cornhole tournament runner up trophy. That's fantastic. Uh, something really funny is uh, I don't know if you know who Tom Mitzos is, but he's like, he, he covers the Red Wings. Uh, I can't remember for what site, but like he does like general Red Wings coverage, some okay. uh, Grand Rapids Griffins coverage, yada, yada. So like a couple months ago, like probably right before the season started, I was like scrolling Twitter and I saw him get retweeted on to my timeline. So I clicked on his profile and you know that I have in my bio 2017 Our Media Cornhole Tournament runner up. Yeah. So in Tom Mitzo's bio, I see 2019 Our Media Cornhole Tournament runner up. I'm like, holy shit, that's insane. <laughs> and I was like, obviously like that he's not copying me. Because, you know, why would you do that? But, like, I very clearly, based on chronological order, you know, had it first. Uh, <laughs> and so I was going to follow him because I was like, oh, cool guy who covers the Red Wings. And then I didn't because I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to have to, like, address this, you know. So who's beating everyone? What? I don't know. That's a good question. Everybody's a runner up. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you get, you get paired up with like a, a random partner, you know, so it's. Uh, sure. Kind of luck of the draw, really. But yeah. um, the winners are just too humble. Real deep yeah. in silence like lasagna. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so. I don't know. Eventually, like I was like, okay, and so then I had, uh, we, I was gonna reach out to him to come on the show, and I was like, all right, I gotta break the ice, and then I just tweeted out, I was like, hey, me and this guy both have the same bio, and then we squashed the beef, and then, <laughs> even though there was no beef, but in my head, like there kind of was, you know, the and like he he didn't squashed. know who I was, but I had put a lot of thought into this, so <laughs> I don't know, it's just funny and stupid. What, what do you got for me to close it out? <laughs> Uh, so over the last two days, I have, um, I've been having to redo my entire music playlist. Um, mm. cause I, I made the transition from, from one music provider to another. Um, uh, where'd so you go? Let, I have always been an Apple music person and recently I'm now a Spotify. Person. Wow. All right, cool. I was going to give yeah. you shit. I thought you went the other way around. No, no. So, uh, so um i with that comes Congrats, redoing you can still be on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you do know, redoing all of my uh all my playlists and stuff what how do you feel about 90s rap specifically uh i like it it's not a genre that i'm like super familiar with and like sure uh could navigate um my girlfriend likes it a lot and so sure 
uh, I do kind of end taste. up listening to it. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's just not my. That's fair. That's favorite. totally fair. And so yeah. So I have I have one massive playlist with every single song that I have downloaded on it, no matter the genre, no matter anything, which is always just a trip to just hit shuffle on. Yeah. Um, it's the best. And then, right. And then, and then obviously you have all your subcategories and uh, that's just the one that I was most recently diving into was my, uh, was my nineties rap one. And I, I just, that, that those late nineties, early two thousands hip hop scene was just, just unmatched. On, you have a top. On, do you have a top three? Give us a top um, three to close it out. So, like, ever or just in the nineties? Nineties. Uh, yes. So, uh, so my top three. It, it's like, like it's not controversial because, like, it's like those three are those three. But like, um, Biggie, Nas, and and Tupac. Like that's like. All right, there you go. And and it, that's you know in that order too that's where people get mad at me that that's the order as well (laughs) uh i like it all right we have a uh we have a draft profile coming up with sam mcgilligan tomorrow we are going to be looking at uh shoot logan stankovan and Ayrton martino uh some really good information in there logan stankovan is a really interesting prospect he could go early teens he could fall to 22 for the red wings he could be in a lot of different places. So yeah. uh, you're going to want to make sure that you check that out. Ayrton Martino, he's like right at the end of that first round, start of the second round. So he'll be in play for the Red Wings at some point. Uh, you're going to want to make sure that you know who these guys are heading in to draft season. So check that out. Subscribe. Make sure it's the first thing uh, that you or make sure when you wake up, it's already downloaded on your phone uh, each and every morning. Also do us a favor. If you like this episode, if you like the draft profiles, if you're enjoying the draft coverage, please do us a favor, like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with somebody you love. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. Hi, guys. This is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.